0: Hi, I'm David Cogswell, and I'm here with Bud Lenhausen, the expedition leader for uh, this Lindblad cruise, which is on the uh, National Geographic Resolution. We're in uh, uh, Svalbard, pardon me, uh, in the Arctic Circle, uh, and this is Insider Travel Report. Bud, it's great to see you here. Thank you so much for taking time with me. I think... um, It'd be nice to start out by just explaining uh, what your role is as expedition leader because I'm not sure how many people understand a company like Lindblad is very unusual.
1: Yeah, the expedition leader is essentially on the level of the captain. And the captain, of course, is the ultimate authority on the ship. But the expedition leader has the responsibility of running what the guest experience is Uh, and also managing the the natural history staff or the staff that we have on board that give lectures and lead hikes and drive zodiacs and do various uh, of those duties and also coordinate with the rest of the crew, the uh, galley, the hotel manager and just everybody else uh, on the ship. Uh, the captain manages those, but the expedition leader needs to coordinate what the guests are doing in relation to those uh, departments that are on the ship.
0: Excellent. So um, this particular trip, uh, I understand, is the earliest that uh, Lindblad has uh, come to Svalbard, is that true?
1: That's correct. Uh, Sven Lindblad did a, a reconnaissance up in Svalbard in March Uh, a few years ago and found that the light was beautiful. And it was just a very special time of year. And the earliest I had had ever come was like the second week of May. And the scenery is totally different than what it is when we're on this voyage right now. This is late winter, early spring. Uh, Everything is covered with snow and it it produces just a spectacular uh, scenery with the snow and sort of some of the cliffs and rocks sticking out, um, as well as cold conditions, uh, which add to the uh, ambiance of the area. So did this
0: uh, also uh, produce some unusual problems
1: for you to deal with? Uh, I would say that the only real problem was being able to get ashore. Um, Hiking in snow, can be difficult because the snow in places is really deep, and uh, we had less opportunity to get ashore, but there were a few places which we can get ashore and see, uh, we saw reindeer uh, walk up to a glacier or near a glacier, at least. Uh, So sort of doing things that we could do during the summer when there isn't snow is a little bit more difficult. Uh, But the other thing about this time of year, there is still ice around, pack ice uh, up north, and uh, ice called shorefast ice in the fjords. And those are the habitat for certain wildlife, such as seals and polar bears in uh, Svalbard.
0: And weren't there a number of things on this trip that uh, you had never experienced before, uh, or or that the trip had never included before, like walking on ice or even like the uh, the steam on the water Mm. and things i heard was was something new you've been with Lindblad for many years i think right i started
1: in 1983 and i have been coming to svalbard since 1987 uh, again at at mostly in the summer so what happened with the uh, it's called sea smoke and that's only occurs when it's cold out because the warmer water and colder air creates of fog. Essentially, it just comes off the surface of the water. It is spectacular to see that one evening with the low light sunlight uh, lighting up that fog across the uh, choppy uh, sea surface. Uh, That was was the first time I'd ever seen that. And then we had a chance to walk on fast ice. And I've done that in Antarctica, but that was the first time we did it. I've done it in Svalbard. Uh, Normally that fast ice disappears and it's disappearing earlier and earlier. Uh, Usually it's gone by mid-May, mid second to third week of May. But being up here this early, there was uh, lots of fast ice around that was still pretty firm. There was a little bit of snow on top, uh, but safe enough to hold us uh, walking on it.
0: So the National Geographic Resolution uh, was first introduced in November and uh, did the Antarctic season. Were you with it at that time?
1: I didn't join until late uh, Antarctic season. I was on the endurance for the first part uh, of the season and then uh, went home for a couple months and then came back and I did a trip on the resolution, a long trip, which went from went to the peninsula as well as South Georgia and the Falklands.
0: So these two new ships, which are virtually identical, I guess, uh, can you explain a little bit about uh, how they are different from what Lindblad has had before? Because uh, I understand that they were built from scratch, from the ground up, and you were able, the company was able to design it using all the experience of of the past. It sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, it certainly took a, a whole group of people working together, engineers, captains, and uh designers interior designers to create the ships uh beautiful ships the design the hull design is a patented design from a company in norway Holstein, and it's uh, called an bow. it was origin it originated for the offshore oil industry in order to, to allow ships to operate in really Nasty conditions in the North Sea and also to stand by the oil rigs uh, Even during heavy storms. So the bow of the ship uh, Sort of cuts through the waves and, and it provides a much uh, a Calmer ride if you're in seas uh, that get rough like in the Drake Passage or sometimes up in the North Sea. It also has a uh, 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 stabilizers, it also has uh, reinforcing, so that it is one of the highest ice classes a ship can have without being an icebreaker and operate in ice conditions. There was a whole new set of ice ratings developed a few years ago, and some ships that had high ice rating then uh, had much lower ice rating, uh, but the endurance and the, the resolution have some of the highest ice rating uh, of any uh, passenger ship.
0: So is the spring in Svalbard uh, with this early departure going to become a regular thing now?
1: Uh, I certainly think it is. Um, the, the whole industry is expanding. And with two ships like this coming up here in the springtime, early springtime, uh, it's certainly a possibility. And it is probably the one place in the Arctic that you can get to and operate this early in the year. Uh, Greenland, especially East Greenland, still has a lot of ice. You couldn't do much in there. Um, And Alaska, Canadian Arctic as well. So uh, Svalbard is a special place because it is a place you can come in March and April.
0: And uh, you'll still have departures later in the year as well. How late do they go?
1: This year, they're going into late June. And then the ship, both ships will move over into the Iceland and Greenland and then go into the Canadian Arctic doing the Northwest Passage. Um, And then one ship, the Endurance, will do two of those from Greenland to Alaska and then back. And then the Resolution will do one trip from Greenland to Nome, Alaska. And then the plan is to go down through the Bering Sea, Aleutian Islands, onto Japan, and then further south from there.
0: Well, I appreciate very much you giving us this opportunity to pick your brain. You've got an amazing knowledge base here. And uh, with that, uh, this is David Cogswell, and this is Insider Travel Report.